The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Psych Up Live with your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips. This is the show that brings you a psychological perspective on common and current life issues. Here is Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Welcome. I'm Suzanne Phillips, and thanks for joining me again on Psych Up Live. This is a culture that never stops, and it is a time when across the globe, many, too many, face ongoing stress in terms of illness, violence, burnout, war, socioeconomic disparities, political contention, climate change, and more. How would you like to overcome burnout and anxiety, ease chronic pain, and find clarity and purpose in less than one minute per day? I know, this sounds like one of those ads that has a catch, too good to be true. That's even what the authors thought. What is exciting, though, is that the awe method that you're going to hear about is well-researched and strikingly as simple as it is powerful. Here to share this with you, the remarkable 15-second three-step process that maximizes changes in mind and body is Jake Eagle, who together with Dr. Michael Amster researched and discovered the power of awe. Jackie Eagle is a psychotherapist, mindfulness instructor, and author of The Power of Awe with Michael Amster. For more than 30 years, Jake has innovated novel approaches to psychotherapy, helping people create meaningful lives and healthy relationships by emphasizing maturity, presence, and intentional states of consciousness. He is passionate about helping others fulfill their potential. He's a fellow member of the International Association of Neurolinguistic Programming and co-founder of Live Conscious. In addition to the power of awe, he is the author of Live a Conscious Life, which won the Independent Publisher Book Award. After many years in private practice, Jake now works part-time as a metatherapist and together with his wife, Hannah, leads life-changing small group retreats at awe-inspiring locations around the globe. Jake Eagle, it is my privilege to welcome you to Psych Up Live. Thank you, Suzanne. It's nice to connect with you. I've been looking forward to this. Okay, Jake, let's start um, by defining the sense of awe for our audience. Yeah, it's interesting in that a lot of people don't even think about awe as an emotion, but it is an emotion. It's The way we define it is it's an emotional experience in which we sense being in the presence of something that transcends our normal perception of the world. So Mm -hmm. we we, we sense being in in the presence of something that in our case, we're going to define as something we appreciate, value, or something that's amazing. And when we're in the presence of that, it alters our perception of the world. And it mm-hmm. alters it in a positive way. Now, there, there is a sense, uh, you talk about that, or could be positive or negative. And I'm going to give you a quick story on that. My husband and I were kayaking in Alaska. And the plan, Jake, was to kayak through an enormous glacier. And 
when we got to the water and put our kayaks in, my husband was like, whoa, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, I must be crazy. I'm terrified. So the long story short is that I turned around before he went through. But I could appreciate one thing about this, the vastness of it, the sense of being part of something much bigger was there. Um, and I even think you talk of other things in terms of time perspective, right? And cognitive accommodation. Yeah, we can go into all of that. I think your experience with your husband is a good example in that the word awe has been used historically to refer to things where we experience a certain reverence, and it's a very comforting experience, but it also historically, in, in, in its original meaning, it also could be used when we experience terror. Now, in our book, what, we, what we've said is that we really think it should be two different words. And when we talk about awe, we're very clear that we're talking about something that we appreciate, value, or find to be amazing in a positive way. So we're tapping into this as a positive emotion. But it it is correct that when we're in the presence of something that transcends our normal experience, it could be in the in the way that you experience, where you experience, I don't know if it was terror, but there was certainly high heightened anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things you say in terms of your your research is that it even, the wonderful feeling when it's an awe that something is amazing, it actually can make it feel like, more time has passed. I think you said you did a study with with people who saw our films. Maybe you can talk about that for a minute. Right. That wasn't our study, but we did reference it. One of the most significant things that happens when we go into a state of awe is that we enter a sense of timelessness. And you know, the way you started the show, you were talking about how people how busy we all are and how we tend to feel overwhelmed. Well, what's so unique about awe is that when we access it, all of the urgency, all of the sense of needing to accomplish things, that drops away. Imagine being in a state where there is no time. There is just open, vast expanses. And when you're in that state, also imagine that there really are no words. There are no words to describe it. That's what it's like to be in awe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all, all, All sorts of interesting things happen when we're in this state of timelessness, because we don't feel any urgency, we're more patient with other people. We tend to be more altruistic. We tend to connect with other people at a deeper level. And these are the reasons why during the study we did, which you and I can talk about, this is why people experience such significant benefits. They they experience decreases in depression and anxiety, decreases in physical pain, uh, decreases in loneliness. And we did the study at the height of the pandemic when people were uh, locked locked down, locked in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it also increases our sense of well being and mindfulness, which is one of the primary purposes of the practice. Now, one of the things that you even mentioned in the the uh, cover to your book is both you and Michael were very surprised that it took a very small dose of awe combined with mindfulness. And I'm going to ask you to elaborate the, the steps in your technique. 
put and that very, very surprised that so little bit of a time could make a difference. And some idea for for that came, correct me on this one, from a class you were running where you asked the students if they could meditate for just 10 minutes. That's right. Yeah, I was running a 21 day program. And this was prior to the pandemic. And I asked people to meditate 10 minutes a day. And half the people in the class said they just couldn't do it. They just didn't have time. And so I came up with this idea where I suggested they do at the time, I called it a micro meditation. I said, just just meditate for 30 seconds, maybe a minute and focus on something that you want to pay attention to. And at the end of that course, we did a survey and the people who did the very brief, what I called a micro meditation at the time, they got results that were as good as the people who were doing the 10 minute meditation. Mm. And and in that class was my co-author, Michael Amster. He and I've known each other for many years. He was curious what I was doing. So he joined the class. And he saw the same result I did. And both of us had been mindfulness instructors, and we were very surprised. And so we decided that we would do our own pilot projects. Michael was going to do one with uh, chronic pain patients, because he's a pain specialist. And I was going to do one with my clients. And so we both did that. And this time, we referred to, Michael came up with a great name. He called it Microdosing Mindfulness. And at this point, we didn't really... We didn't really understand what we were doing. We didn't understand that we were tapping into awe. We were just asking people to go through a process where they did these very brief meditations and they were getting significant results. And in the process, we realized they were tapping into this emotion of awe. And that's when we really started to open this up and explore it, talk to other researchers in the field. And then we ended up doing a very large scale study at UC Berkeley. Okay, so when you said they were tapping into awe, one of the things that is so powerful about this little but powerful technique is that you're tapping into awe in ordinary things. You don't have to go to the Grand Canyon to get the result. Yeah, exactly. That's a really great point you just made because most people and most research has been done when they use an extraordinary stimulus to create a state of awe. Like you say, you could take people to the edge of the Grand Canyon, or you could have someone stand at the base of a redwood tree, and that would induce a state of awe. What we did is we asked people to focus on things in the ordinary. And and when I say ordinary, I mean really very ordinary. It could be when you're making coffee in the morning. It could be petting your dog or your cat. It could be holding hands with your partner. It could be appreciating the feeling of water on your body when you're taking a shower, right? All all of these things that are around us all the time, but we tend not to fully appreciate them. And so that is one of the keys to our methodology is that awe is available to us all the time, regardless of what's going on around us. And the only exception to that, Suzanne, would be, you know, the metaphor of a tiger chasing us where we go into severe fight or flight. In that case, awe is probably not an option because we're focused on survival. But other than that, awe is available to us. Okay. Every time I'm with my grandchildren, I will tell you I'm in a state of awe. They are, they just move me right there. Um, So, 
Let's let our listeners know that, or as we're talking about it, the acronym is capital A period, capital W period, capital E period, the or technique. Let's break it down. Okay. So, so what we did is we realized that people were entering a state of awe and um, I, I'll explain more about where that is in terms of a state of consciousness in a little bit, but let's talk about the acronym. We turned the word awe into an acronym, as you say, A-W-E. The A is asking people to place their attention on something that they appreciate, value, or find amazing. So if you're listening and you're not driving, you can do this where you are placing your attention on something you value, appreciate, or find amazing. So it's something that's positive. So it's an enjoyable place to put your attention. When you do that, you typically will be inhaling. You have an inhalation, maybe you have a, a couple of breath cycles, but at a certain point you wait. And the wait is a pause when you add some emphasis to what you're placing your attention on. In other words, it takes up 110% of your attention just for a couple seconds, and then you exhale. That's what the E stands for, exhale and expand. And when you have a longer than normal exhalation, which is what we recommend, it triggers something in the nervous system. It triggers something called the vagus nerve. And when we do that, two things happen. We relax, and whatever sensations we're feeling in our body will be amplified. Now, because we were focused on something that is positive, the sensations in our body are positive. And when we have that longer than normal exhalation, it's going to be a really delightful experience. It can be very mild or it can be rather dramatic. It depends um, on what it is you're focused on and, and what your nervous system is like when you start doing this. But essentially what's happening is you're resetting your nervous system every time you have what we call a moment of awe. It, what was What's so interesting to me when I read your book is that I thought, oh, they have pulled it all together because lately the people in contemplative practices are talking about the power of the long exhale. And at the same time, people in mindfulness are talking about the power of the moment and that focus on the moment. And so this really combines it in a very, very, it's it's easy to do, but it's incredibly powerful to have this in your pocket all day long. I started to think many people, less people are smoking now. People are looking more at cell phones now. But if you needed a break, this is something in your pocket. It's, it is something in your pocket, and the, the wonderful thing about it is that the more you do it, the better the results. That's something we learned in our study. It's called a dose response. In other words, we ask people to do this three times a day, but people some people chose to do it more than that, and we could track it. We could see that the more they did it, the more they benefited. So, I, And as you say, it's in your pocket. It's, it's with you all the time. But you wouldn't have thought of it like when I read that you at one point looked at a perfect pancake you had made with awe. I had a, a memory of my sister and I making muffins and I'm not a baker. No, not me. But she is. And she was showing me how. And I said, look at this muffin. But, you know, I didn't have this background in mind. But there are these glimpses in everyday life 
you see a flower come up. You see a little one trying to play, playing with a doll, and they are precious moments that can serve us, really serve us in a, in a delightful way. Yeah, it's change, it changes the way we see the world when we slow down and we, as you say, we take a moment to appreciate whether it's a pancake, a muffin, or a grandchild. Um, these are moments that shift us in a very positive way and are good for both our physiological and our psychological well-being. Now, how uh, have you found, Pete, we're going we're gonna to have to take a, a break in a few minutes, but um, do you find that people can pick this technique up, and I'm hoping they can even from this show, or have you mainly done groups where you've taught the technique, Jake? Yeah, um, we mostly we've done groups where we've taught this over a 21-day period, but the reason we wrote the book was so that people would have a guide that would allow them to learn this method and then practice it. And it, it really, it's so simple. It just takes a few days of practice before you understand it, and you no longer have to work at it. It becomes very natural. Um, one of the things that you discuss at the end, and um, we'll come back to it because we're just about out of time, is this is something that you can do even if you don't feel well, even if you're depressed. This is accessible. And that's that's why it's like, I'll say it, the cigarette, the cell phone. You don't have to feel good to do this. That's how easy it is. We're going to take a brief break. You've been listening to Psych Up Live. And we are so fortunate to be with Jake Eagle. He is a psychotherapist, mindfulness instructor, and the author with Michael Amster of the book, The Power of Awe. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. 
Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Um, I was... We're here with Jack Eagle, psychotherapist and the author with Michael Amster of the, a fascinating book, The Power of Awe. And I was asking Jake, um, actually, there's a part of the book where when they're both so surprised how quickly this technique, AWE, works that they thought, let's test this. And so, Jake, tell us about how you actually did research on this. Yeah, so we did our own pilot projects. We got these very impressive results, and we really were surprised. So Michael then, and we knew at that point that we were helping people tap into the emotion of awe. So we thought about who really understands this far better than we do, and that's somebody, at uh, a professor at the University of California, Berkeley, whose name is Dacker Keltner. So Michael went and found Dacker, and he shared our results, and Dacker was really excited about this. He just thought that this, if it proved to be what we thought it was, he said, this is really a mindfulness practice for these times or a mindfulness practice for the future because people are so busy, they won't take the time for a traditional mindfulness practice. So Dacker decided to work with us. And collectively, we did a study at the University of California, Berkeley, And it was something we designed. And just at the time we were going to get ready to launch it, the pandemic started. So we ended up doing it during the height of the pandemic. And because of the pandemic, we focused on two groups. One was healthcare professionals, doctors, nurses, administrators in the hospital. And then we also focused on the patients and family members of the patients. Mm. And we had approximately a couple hundred doctors or professionals, and then 300 lay people. We did a 21-day program where we met with everybody in the group once a week via Zoom. We taught them the method, and then we would meet every week to check in with them and answer questions. And we asked them to practice three times a day. And at the end of this, both studies, the results were almost identical between each group. We saw these significant decreases in depression, anxiety, loneliness, physical pain, and burnout. And this is during a time when people were really fearful and stressed, and to get these results was striking. Mm. Um, So that actually, that's what led to the book being written. Michael and I never planned to do any of this, by the way. All of this happened organically. The results were so good that publishers came to us and asked us if we were interested in writing a book, which, as I say, we hadn't planned on doing. And then it kind of took off. It became um, something that other researchers were interested in. We just completed a study about a week ago, 
at the University of California, Davis, where we enrolled people who were suffering from long COVID. Oh, good. Yeah. And we don't know the results yet. Yeah. I mean, it literally just, we just concluded it'll be a few months before we know the results. What an important piece. Yeah, okay. but what what we saw was that um, the decreases in depression and anxiety were comparable to if people had been in therapy or received medication. They, they were comparable results. But when you think about it, our method is free, which is a very significant thing because not everybody can afford to go to therapy. And there are no side effects. There's no negative side effects. And unlike going to therapy or being on medication, this is something that is very personally empowering because you can do it at will. You can do it whenever you choose to. And so I think there's a there's a, a side effect that's a positive side effect where people feel personally empowered when they learn this practice. So, so Jake, just for those people who just tuned in, just tell us again this practice. We're gonna we have much more to say, but just tell us again. Okay, so we took the word awe and we turned it into an acronym, A-W-E. The A stands for attention. We put our attention on something we value. The W stands for wait, and it's just waiting for two, three seconds. And the E stands for exhale and expand. And the exhalation is a little bit longer than normal, but, but it's not something that you need to focus on a great deal. It's a very natural process. The method basically takes one or two breath cycles. That's all. Average breath cycles about 10 seconds. So if you think about this, a couple of breath cycles is 20 seconds. And if you did that three times a day, that's a total of about a minute. And, <laughs> yes, and, yes, yes. And you know, we, we actually were embarrassed by the subtitle of our book. The subtitle said, overcome burnout, anxiety, ease chronic pain, find clarity and purpose in less than a minute a day. And we were, we were both a little bit uncomfortable with that, but we do, we, we actually have evidence from our studies that demonstrate that that is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let, let's move on to expand our understanding in terms of um, coherence and the all moment. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, when we enter a state of awe, it alters our nervous system, and it brings us into a state that's known as coherence. And when we are in the presence of people who are in a state of coherence, it's much easier to connect with them. If you think about people you've known in your life, and you think about people who just feel, they seem to be very present, they seem to be calm, but they're clearly alert and stimulating. They're just It's enjoyable to be around them. They're in a state of coherence. When we're around them, we co-regulate with them. In other words, our nervous system will tend to match their nervous system. And good therapists, as you know, are trained in entering into a state of coherence so that if we're working with people who are anxious or depressed or upset, their nervous system will tend to gravitate towards ours. Because we, as the therapist, are very intentional about the state that we're in, where the client or the patient isn't really thinking about it. They're just having whatever experience they're having. And so it's a very helpful thing when you want to connect with someone to be able to enter into this state. And I don't know if your listeners are familiar with polyvagal theory, but 
it was developed by Dr. Stephen Porges. And he took a fresh approach to looking at the nervous system, which historically we talked about parasympathetic, which was rest and digest, and then sympathetic, which is the activated fight flight. But what Dr. Porges recognized was that there's actually a third thing to consider in the nervous system, which is the the, uh, vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve has a huge impact on our sense of well-being. And this is why we have that longer than normal exhalation, because when we have that longer exhalation, it activates the vagus nerve. And it puts us into this state that is one of calm relaxation, but with a little bit of stimulation. It's a very unique place in our nervous system. I call it the sweet spot. And if you watch children playing, they're in that state. In other words, they're relaxed, but they're also energized. And that's what happens when we access the positive emotion of awe. And it is expanded by the long exhale. the, the, the The way I think of it is that the long exhale triggers it. It opens us up to enter into this state. Now, it's important to say that we don't necessarily stay there. The, the, the point is not to live in this state. It's a right. state that we temporarily access to reset our nervous system, to release tension, to calm and quiet the mind. And then the state tends to dissipate. It, it, as I say, it's not that we're going to live in this state. Because I said earlier that when we're in this state, we, we experience a sense of timelessness and we're wordlessness. It's hard to describe. So, of course, we can't live there all the time. Well, this is like a different type of coffee break. But if you really think of it that way, it will help you get through. People's days are unbelievably stressful, but if you know ahead you can access this, you have a tool that works to your great advantage. Yeah, and great advantage, I think um, it's almost hard to convey how significant it is. There was a study done in 2015 by Stellar, and that study demonstrated that when people access the emotion of awe, it reduces inflammation in their body. Mm -hmm. And as most people know, both all physical illness as well as uh, mental illness there is inflammation involved. Anytime we're dealing with disease, we're also dealing with inflammation. And so if we can break that cycle, even just momentarily, if we can reduce the inflammation, then we're moving ourselves in the direction of health and well-being. Now, one of the um, benefits of awe that um, uh, it's a sense of vastness, it's a sense of being part of something bigger than self, you and Michael added it expands time. And the other piece is the pro-social piece. And so um, I want to make the comparison of, you know, when people are all standing looking at the Grand Canyon, or even if it's 4th of July and they're watching the fireworks, as a group, they're saying, oh, ah, together, and everybody's connected. So would we also say that this little a, um, micro-dosing of awe fosters connection and improves social connection. Um, Yes. And I would just change the word forces to allows. It it encourages, um, and I'll tell you why I make that distinction in a minute, but it encourages us to connect with other people and to connect 
in a way where we feel safe and comfortable. And that's very important mm. now, particularly in these times. Uh, the reason I, I, I point that out about force is because we have found that when people try to learn a new practice, often they use force. They push yeah. themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it won't work. This is not something that you can force. What we say is you want to replace force with presence. And by the way, I think this is a great maxim to have in many areas in our lives, including the way we relate with other people. Instead of trying to force a relationship, if we bring presence to that relationship, we're going to bring about a much healthier and genuine result than by trying to force something. I think there was a quote of someone in the book that talked about um, putting presence is putting something before your mind, putting something, making it accessible to you. Yes. And, and when we are in a state of presence, we are more accessible. In other words, other people can connect with us. We're not preoccupied. We're not thinking about something else. I'm not talking to you, but looking at my phone. If I'm with you and I'm in a state of presence, I'm giving you my full and undivided attention. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. And you talk about that giving someone a moment of presence is actually a gift. You know. Yeah, that's one of my. That's a. I, I love. There's a passage in the book. It's about the W. It's about the waiting. So what we said was, if you think about times where people wait for you, imagine you're you're going to enter a building and somebody opens the door and they wait for you. They hold the door for you. It's a very, um, very comforting feeling when it somebody is. waits, when somebody doesn't interrupt you. They wait until you're done talking before they speak. Well, that's the W, that's the wait. And what we're doing is we're waiting for ourselves. When we use the awe method, we, we place our attention on something we value. And then we have those two, three seconds where we wait we're waiting for ourselves to fully take in whatever nice. it is that we're focused on. Really nice. Yeah. Really nice. So how does awe um, fit in, or as a method, fit in with different levels of consciousness, Jake? Yeah. So about 10 years ago, my wife and I developed a model where we, we took the idea of levels of consciousness and we identified three of them that are primary that people all experience. And uh, your, your listeners may not be familiar with the terms, but they will be familiar with the experience. So the three levels are safety consciousness, which is where we live most of the time. That's when we're being busy and productive, getting things done, taking care of business taking care of our loved ones. That's where we spend the vast majority of our time. And it's important and we want to be good at it, but it's also limited. The next level is called heart consciousness. And most people are very familiar with this. It's when we're in a state of gratitude, a state of appreciation. And when we shift from safety consciousness to heart consciousness, it alters our physiology. And the most research I'm aware of that's been done on this has been done by heart math. And they've done just great research showing the value of entering a state of heart consciousness. It increases our coherence. It improves heart rate variability. It's just simply good for us. And like the awe method, it takes no, it takes no effort. It takes very little time. So 
people are familiar with these levels. The third level is called spacious consciousness. And this is something that people have sought for thousands of years. It's typically arrived at through some kind of contemplative practice, meditation, yoga, qigong. And the problem has been in the past that it takes a lot of skill and time to enter a state of, of spacious consciousness. But the awe method gets us there very quickly without expertise or without having spent years developing a particular skill. So it's a very quick way to shift our state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And do you think um, people's sense of appreciation and gratitude is built into the awe model as they see something in their home or they see something in someone they love or they see something in their yard that all of a sudden looks extremely um, magical to them? Yeah, let's. Um, I know we need to take a break, so let me answer that when we come back because I think it's a great question. Um, we are, we are okay. Yeah, keep okay. going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what happens when we access awe is that we travel through part consciousness. In other words, we go through the experience of appreciation and gratitude. But typically, in heart consciousness, we're actually thinking. We're thinking about how grateful we are. We're talking to ourselves about how beautiful our grandchild is or whatever it may be. Once we step into spaciousness, the thinking stops. We're no longer thinking about it. So it's a more profound state of presence. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. So in in some ways... um, you can overthink this is what you, what you're also saying to me. Exactly. Yeah, right. Right. It, you can you can try too hard, you can think too hard. What we say to people when we teach this is imagine that we're giving you training wheels, we're giving you a method and for 3 or 4 days you might have to think your way through it, but really you'll get this very quickly. It's three steps, it's very natural. There's nothing about this that is really difficult. And so don't make it hard. Don't make it difficult learn the method, like I say, just a few days of practice, and then stop thinking about it. And instead of thinking about it, just go through your life looking for things that stimulate awe within you, that you absolutely find beautiful, captivating. Um, as you said, it, it's it, what it really comes back to, Suzanne, is it's appreciating the miracle of life. Okay. We are going to take a break. You've been with Uh, Listening to Jake Eagle, he's a psychotherapist, mindfulness instructor, and he's the author with Michael Amster of The Power of Awe. He's really laying it out for us. When we come back, I'm going to ask him if men and women are different in their ability to access awe. Stay with us. We'll be right back. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Relationships can be tricky. If you are looking for more from the relationships in your life, tune in to Kissing in a Tree with host Kelly Nichols. 
Kelly is a body positive sex and relationship coach, and she wants to share her knowledge to help you become a better partner and a better person. Kissing in a Tree, Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now, back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back. We're here with Jeff Jake Eagle, and we're talking about the power of awe. And before we took the break... I said I was going to ask Jake, who does a lot of couple work, um, whether men and women differ in their willingness and to embrace this or method. Yeah, I I, I think that um, we both males and females have the same capacity to experience awe. I don't think there's a difference, and I'm not aware of any research on this. What I do know is that in the programs we offer, we tend to attract more women than men. And I think the reason for that and the reason that um, women may be more willing to do this is oftentimes this requires just slowing down. And mm-hmm. um, my experience, and I, before I was a therapist, I worked in the world of business. And my experience of most men is there's this quality of pushing, pushing ourselves mm-hmm. hard, being driven. And I think what may happen with the awe method is that when men learn about it, they may be more willing to try this than something where they have to sit in meditation for 10 or 20 minutes. Um, I think they'll find the benefit to be tremendous. Um, When you're going fast, when you're pushing yourself hard and you take a moment to do the awe method, it's more dramatic than if you started out already in a state of presence. It's Mm. the contrast that's so significant. Yeah, I once had someone on the show who was talking about the the value of um, breathing, and he and he was talking about it as a pause. And he, in the business world, he had had quite a bit of trouble, but 
for him now, the he, he said, before he picked up the phone, he took a very deep breath to set himself because he had had an anger problem. And so this might be something because it's so usable and time effective, you know, that people could use in the business world for sure. Well, not only the business world, I, I, I love that idea, but in all relationships, this can be used as a proactive technique. What I mean by that, and, and I'll tell you how I do this with clients, I'll have a client come in for therapy and they'll typically tell me about a problem or a challenge they're having. And they're clearly in safety consciousness. They're concerned, they're worried, they're right. And uh, their nervous system is revved up. And before we talk about the issue, I will often have them access a moment of awe. After they've accessed the moment of awe, we come back and we revisit what it is they want to talk about, and they now see it differently. They have a oh, slightly different perspective. And then even more exciting than that, this is my favorite, is when I do this with couples, I'll encourage them, before you have a conversation that you think may be difficult or you would rather not have, take a moment to access awe before you have the conversation. And ideally, your partner will do the same thing. Mm. What that does is it shifts the tone of the conversation. It shifts your perspective before you ever even have the conversation. It really is a very simple and powerful way to improve our communication, improve our connection with other people. Well, the beauty, we both do couple work, is it becomes a usable takeaway tool. Because then if they're somewhere else, not in your office, maybe one of the others says, let's let's, let's go with the uh, moment of war before we, we talk about your brother-in-law. And so, you know, it, it becomes something they own together. Uh, That's love right. It. And 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 if you're not, if you don't want to do a moment of awe, let's just say with your partner, mm -hmm. realize that your your resistance is resisting connecting with that person because the moment of awe will enhance your connection with another person. And so, so the other thing, go, go ahead. The other thing is true too. If if your partner rolls her eyes when you say, "Let's do a moment of awe." still take it yourself because even right. that will change you know the conversation absolutely it it changes how you make meaning of whatever's going on around you because when you shift your level of consciousness you interpret the world in a different way now has there been any research we see we see teens stressing so much in this culture has there been any application of this or research with teens or young adults? I, I'm not aware of any research, but I, I, I will just share with you anecdotally that Michael was doing this research while his daughter was a, a teenager. She was actually getting ready to go to college. And he taught the method to her. She's a nature lover. She's been around her dad, obviously, her whole life and very receptive to this kind of thing. But she really, um, she took hold of it and ran with it. And it's been ah. wonderful for her. Yeah. 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 It'd be great to do a teen group um, yes. with something like yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Michael, what type of take-home message would you like to share with our listeners who are across the globe, actually? Well, I think the, the what I'd like to share is that 
there's the backdrop of life. And the way I think of the backdrop of life is that it is the beauty that surrounds us. It's the miracle of being alive and how extraordinary this journey is. And the foreground of life, which is what we usually focus on, are the things we need to get done, the problems we have, the challenges we have, the relationship issues we're dealing with. And the awe method is a way to shift from the foreground to the background. It's a way to shift from the things where we trouble ourselves and, and distract ourselves and reconnect with what I think of as the miracle of being alive. And when we do that, I believe we're actually connecting with something that is more profound, more meaningful, more significant than what's in the foreground. Mm -hmm. So I, I really encourage people to take this time, and it's so little time, it's 10, 15, 20 seconds, a few times a day, to reconnect with what it means to be alive. Mm, thank you so much. And thank you and Michael for the power of war, your method. The book is beautiful. Um, how can our listeners find the book and even find your website? Um, I want to add one thing quickly, and then I'll tell you the contact information. Sure. What I want to add is that you can do this even when you're having a hard time. You don't have to wait until you're happy. You don't have right. to wait until you're relaxed. You can be anxious, nervous, depressed, and still practice a moment of awe. That's so really important. Yeah, it really is. Yes. Don't wait. Because yeah. people wait and suffer. And you're saying you can access this, even if when you're depressed, when you pick up that thing off the shelf that your grandmother once gave you, you got it. You can go there. And and if you don't have something to pick up, you can do this with a memory. You can you can go back to a memory you mm. have that deeply moves you, and you can use that as a moment of awe. I love it. Yeah. That's terrific. That's terrific. And then as far as contacting us, um, we have a website called thepowerofawe.com. Uh, you can go there as far as our book, which is The Power of Awe. It's available everywhere as far as I know, bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And then if you want, um, if you have questions for me or Michael, you can send an email to info at the power of awe and uh, at the power of awe.com. And we will get back to you, not necessarily that day, but usually within two or three days, we respond to all of our emails. Terrific. Terrific. Thank you again, Jake. It was been, it's been a wonderful show. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Nice to connect with you. I want to thank my listeners. Remember, you can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my host site, my website, and on every podcast app, your iPhone, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple, Amazon, Audible, any of them, that it'll be a podcast by 5 p.m. Eastern. Remember to drop me a comment or a question at radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Mostly until next week, be safe. Access or thanks and be listening. Thank you for tuning in to Psych Up Live. Please join Dr. Suzanne Phillips for another edition of our programming next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be well and be listening.